Welcome to the Dietitian's Dish Podcast. We are Gina and Nicole, two dietitian mamas and good friends living in Ohio and Michigan. This is a podcast dedicated to making whole family wellness more fun and less stressful. Whether you're listening in the car or slumped on the couch with a glass of wine, welcome. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gina. And I'm Nicole. Today, we are dishing out another Q&A episode and, of course, an update for our uh, 2022 wellness goals since it is July. (laughs) But first, what's new in your neck of the woods, as Al Roker likes to say, Nicole? Mm, Yeah, (laughs) it's the end of July. I feel as though summer is blasting by and I'm getting a little... I leave work every day and I feel just like an unhappy person because (laughs) work is so busy and I feel like we're just not taking, we're not making or taking the time to really enjoy summer. And I feel like the weekends have been garbage weather, like total garbage. Okay. Yeah. Last weekend and this weekend just looks like a ton of rain. But Mm. other than that, and just like being crotchety about summer being too short, uh, Piper started in Taekwondo, which is pretty cute. She actually seems to be enjoying it. Uh, We'll see. It's just such a time commitment. I'm not sure that we'll continue in the fall with soccer starting, but for now, everything is good there. I am reading like crazy, which I'll talk about more in the in our goal updates. But I am starting to post Instagram reviews of the books and not like you would find on Goodreads or like a full review, but just enough to like tease out um, what the book is about. Because I don't know, that's just the way that I'm doing it. But I I like the star rating. So I I follow a couple that we talked about on our um, book, summer book recommendation podcast. I forget what episode that was, Uh, but I'm trying to almost like mimic a bit of the approach that some of those accounts take just to help guide people towards books that I'm really enjoying. Um, And yesterday, I don't know if you saw on, on the gram, but I chopped off a ton of hair. I didn't see it. Oh, oh, my gosh. Like a lot. Um, Oh, my gosh. I got to see it right now. Yeah. I went from having like a main um, look at my stories. I posted the back like my stylist took a picture of the back of my hair. I bet I cut like 10 inches, maybe more. I don't know. Oh, wow. My hair was really long. It was good, Nicole. Oh, thanks. Well, it's a big change. Like doing my hair when it was long was just easy. But I will tell you, as somebody who exercises a lot and is just sweaty, mm-hmm. taking care of that hair is a lot of work. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, how is long hair easy? I feel like well, it's, it just it's the style, opposite. Yeah, but I feel like short hair with my texture, I have to do something with it. I either have to straighten it or I have to curl it. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas before, I feel like mousse and go was an option. Mousse and go with this length of hair, just I make I look like a mushroom like an upside down mushroom. Uh, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Gina? I can picture it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, that is that is my update. Yeah. What's new awesome. with you guys in, in Columbus? Oh, man. So many things. So many things. But I chopped down to three. We really got into Stranger Things. Have you watched the new season or do you even watch that show? I do watch that show. I will okay. say season one was my favorite beyond season one. It's a little bit lackluster for me. But have you watched the recent season? Yes. At least in part. Gosh. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I was obsessed. Like I went through a little bit of a depression when it was over, which I've done in only a couple shows in my life. One of them was Breaking Bad. Um, but oh my gosh, I just think it's so good. I can't get enough of it. And I'm 
I'm sad to know that usually they don't come out with another season for a year, which I think is ridiculous, but I am ready. I am ready for the next season. Um, so liked this season. This was probably my favorite season, personally. I just thought it was so, so oh, good. Okay. I mean, I love murder mysteries. That's the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. So like all the death and gore, it's just like, I can't get enough of it. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm just putting that out there. Um, okay. Took a work trip to Spokane, Washington, which I will not lie. I was not really looking forward to this trip. I was just uh, overwhelmed. It was five days. I felt guilty leaving, honestly, leaving Nick for five days, not even leaving the kids. I just felt guilty leaving Nick. And oh my gosh, it was just so much fun. We had just such a great time. There's a, It was the perfect mix of work and play. I had to present two times at the conference and it was just, but you know, after the first time, you know, it's like it was the same presentation. So after the first time, I was like, I'm good to go. So the second one was a breeze. It was just, ah, uh, the weather was perfection. It's very hot out. It was very similar to what the weather is here in the Midwest. Well, at least here in Ohio. And I feel like also in Michigan, but just a little bit less humid. So it was perfect. Uh, ah, just gorgeous. Just the scenery was gorgeous in not many mountains where we were but lots of pine trees literally all over. Apparently Spokane is the birthplace of Father's Day. Who knew? Mm. Didn't know that. Uh, But just a really, really good vacation. Well, I shouldn't say vacation. It was, well, it did kind of feel like a vacation. So I'll say it was a vacation, a work vacation. Just Mm -hmm. a really, really good time. Uh, And I especially love it when I'm with coworkers that I really enjoy. Um, Of course, my work bestie was there, which made it a lot more fun. (laughs) Aw. Yeah, we had a good time. you get your own room. Oh, heck yeah. And then in the hotel they put us in, usually the hotels are, you know, nice, but nothing, you know, special. This hotel was amazing. It was, I could, I walked in, I was like, how did I deserve this? I, I don't know <laughs> what I did to deserve this, but it was, ah, I kind of felt bad. I wish that Nick was there, but anyway. Okay. Uh, planning Paige's birthday. It is coming up in August. And of course she's been talking about it since, well, since her last birthday, let's be honest. Uh, we're just going to do something relatively small, but she wants to have seven friends, which it's hard for me to say no because she has a, su- a summer birthday, but we- thankfully she just wants to watch a movie, which I'm like, I am totally down with that. So we're going to, uh, play outside for a little bit, come in, eat pizza. They're going to fill up candy bags to, to eat during the movie. And then we're going to try to watch this new movie luck that apparently only comes out on, on not Hulu, not Disney plus it's Apple T- Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, something that we don't have, but we're going to just download it for the, the night and try a free uh, subscription for it and see what it's like. But I think it's, I actually don't even know who makes the movie truthfully, but it's Luck, L-U-C-K, and it's supposed to come out August 6th. So we'll see about that. And that's really it. One quick question on movies yeah. and kids. Sure. Do your kids or have they watched the zombies movies? No. Highly recommend. Super cute. They're okay. like little musicals, but it's like oh, zombies versus werewolves. And then Zombies 3 came out on the 15th. So, yeah. And okay. July 15th. And it's it introduces aliens, but it's super cute. I think it's, and it's on, on which okay. uh, I don't remember. Amazon so anymore. Okay. I don't think it's Disney Plus. It's either Amazon Prime or. Or Netflix. It's one of those. Two. OK, I can Google it. Cool. We'll give it a whirl. All right. Well, before we begin, just a quick favor to ask, since you like this podcast, please write us a review. Reviews on iTunes are everything to us. And of course, they help us reach more people and we'd appreciate it. 
All right. So every three months or so, we release an episode answering your questions about anything from nutrition and wellness to our personal lives. And today we're also tagging on a wellness goal update since it's July. We're halfway into the year, uh, which is truly unbelievable. Uh, This may also prompt you to follow up on your own goals if you made them, which of course is not necessary. But anyway, we'll go ahead and start with the Q&A. Here's the first one. This is from Michelle. And this is for you, Nicole, because Nick and I haven't had a couple's trip in way, 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 way too long. So how do you plan your couple's trips, deals or tips, please? Uh, yeah, this is somewhat timely because we know that these couple trips are probably coming to an end, at least for a little bit, and won't be annually, much less two times a year. And the reason for that is just that our kids up until still are very excited to go with grandma and grandpa. And and so everybody, everybody wins. They don't quite know what they're missing. And I don't know about you, but some people are like, well, don't you feel guilty for not taking your kids? Absolutely not. I went to Disney World with my grandma. When I was seven, do you know what I remember of that trip? Nothing. I know I was seven too when I went to Disney. Do you remember? I do actually remember. I do remember quite a bit, but mainly the I remember the rides and I remember the parade. So I don't know if about nothing. Well, I do even remember the Michael Jackson. (laughs) What was that? I have a really bad memory, but that's true. I remember actually quite a bit, so I don't know. Yeah, but five, you don't remember things when you're five. At least, probably not. I mean, not enough to make it. I have zero guilt over not traveling with my kids. And for reference, Shay and Piper are five and seven. Um, I will say, okay, so Mark, he basically researches exhaustively and he travels internationally for work. Pre-COVID, it was like upwards of two weeks out of the month. Uh, But he is very comfortable with travel and airline points and upgrades and all of that. He pretty much exclusively flies United. So for reference in Southwest Michigan, that does require a drive over to O'Hare most often. Um, so that does sometimes dictate a bit of where we go because he is he's pretty loyal to United. Uh, but I think for us, we either lean into value or we hit a place in kind of an all out way. So, for example, we love going to Mexico. It's easy and it's generally um, just a good value. And in terms of Mexico, we love Cabo San Lucas, but there's a time change. It's a longer flight. So for reference, it's all the way out West. So Cabo is at the very end of the Mexican peninsula and it's gorgeous and it's kind of set apart from the mainland. So it's just absolutely gorgeous, but the beaches are not swimmable for the most part. Uh, But that's probably our favorite location in Mexico. Uh, But we've tried major destinations in Mexico Cancun being the best we would consider overall value. So we look at the weather predictability, the resorts, distance to and from the airport, flight options. um, And then we typically go for an adult only all inclusive -inclusive option um, because we know that the food is likely more safe. And uh, for us, we are going for a complete relaxation. We're not worried. We don't ever leave the resort. So when we go to Mexico, we are not there for adventure. Let's put it that way. Um, Smart. (laughs) Yeah, it's it just makes it easy. Um, Excellence Playa Mahara's is our go-to when we're in Cancun. We've been there probably five times. It's just an amazing resort. If you Google it, it typically tops like all the lists in terms of, you know, places to go. Um, great value. You can shop around for, you know, when is good. In terms of like an all-out trip without the kids, our past two, one was Maui in 2019. That was for our 10-year um, wedding anniversary. And then there we did uh, 
we did it all. So we, I planned that trip. Unlike, unlike Cancun, where we just like show up and lay, <laughs> um, we did all the things in Maui. So we did a helicopter, which was the Jurassic Park um, like background. That's where Jurassic Park was filmed. Um, we did a sunset sail, a whale excursion. We did all I booked ahead of time, all the best like food options that we wanted to do. So like Mama's Fish House for anybody that's been to Maui. It's very difficult to get in. You typically have to reserve that a couple months in advance. We did the road to Hana. Um, we literally did it all. We had planned we stayed at Andaz Maui in Wailea. So Maui has different kind of areas and island time is a real thing. Uh, people drive really slow. So to go around the island of Maui can take a long, long time. And so we wanted to stay in um, just probably the most picturesque area, which I think for our purposes was Wailea. And then recently we went to Bora Bora and that was really a trip where just all the stars aligned. So we knew it was a super long trip and we wanted to do that airline or that air trip when Mark had points to upgrade us. So that was huge. Flying that type of a distance <laughs> in business or first class is much different. We never pay for those tickets. That is 100% a perk of Mark's work travel. So just to put it out there, people are like, oh, you flew first class. I'm like, yeah, but we paid for economy tickets. So that was just a bonus. Uh, we wanted to do like a big trip before the girls wanted to travel with us. And we've always wanted to do the French Poly Polynesia or the Maldives. Uh, so Mark researched exhaustively and we landed on St. Regis in Bora Bora. And it was amazing. Uh, yeah, it was it was just great. We probably travel less. I would say like you guys do, Gina, a lot of like weekend getaways and stuff. I will say for us, we travel less than the average family probably, but we do it bigger and just the two of us for the most part. We've started to incorporate more family trips now that like diapers, car seats, naps and all that kind of thing are no more. I just kudos to parents who do that. Like our friend Joey just went to Europe for two weeks with a 15-month-old and an eight-year-old. And they did public transportation everywhere. I'm like, he got back and he's like, I'm exhausted. I will never do that again. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, it sounds not fun to me. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just kudos to families who do it. And maybe it's out of necessity. Maybe it's out of choice. But to me, that is just, it sounds like a lot. I don't know. Do you agree? You guys do a lot of like camping trips and like, parks and like weekends away right mm -hmm. and yeah and, and usually we bring our kids with us when mm -hmm. we're going somewhere because I just want them well first of all I, I think I've mentioned this before all of our family lives really close to us so we're always using them to babysit so I always then feel guilty of like oh now we're going on a vacation will you take them again and so part of that's part of the reason why we're always bringing them with us but also we're usually just going you know to the east coast we often are going to the beach you know whether it's Hilton Head or um, the Outer Banks or Duck. And, and it's like, why not just bring the kids? I don't know. And usually our family's coming with us too. So we know that we'll be able to have time alone. And yeah, we haven't really done, we've never done a, a trip, just the two of us, which as you're speaking, I'm like, yeah, we need, we need to do that. It's just, we just haven't had the time. And truthfully, in the last five to 10 years, we're just, we're, well, Nick has been hopping from job to job. And he doesn't get that much vacation at yeah. this point. We're good. Like, in fact, we were just talking about that. Like we're finally both going to have a, a full three to four weeks as of next year, which is huge because right now we're using most of our vacation for days that the kids don't have school. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. get those, you know, two week vacation slots, but in the next year I'll finally be there. So perhaps we can start taking more advantage of this. And I won't feel guilty even when my kids are older going somewhere 
without them. In fact, I think I would feel less guilty when they're older. It's funny. It's, I'm kind of the opposite of what you just said. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. for some reason, I feel more, more guilty now than I probably will like when they're teenagers. Plus, I don't think they're even going to want to be with us. At that point, they're going to be like, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> I definitely had guilt. Just for reference, we when I can remember sitting. I don't know if it was Cabo or Cancun, but sitting in an airport pumping in Mexico, there was no electric outlets in the bathroom. So I was sitting in like the terminal Mm -hmm. pumping under a like cape, you know, a breastfeeding cape thing. And I remember thinking, this is terrible. Uh, I mean, just absolutely terrible. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I've pumped it on trips and schlepped it all home. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a lot in those moments. I was like, it would just be easier to have the baby with me. I don't know. Oh yeah. I think I traveled for work on plane four times within the first year of having Paige nightmare because this was my first, I had no idea what I was doing. And this was back not that long ago, but it was long enough where not all airports had, you know, nursing rooms. Uh It was horrible. I had to pump. I remember in LAX, LAX, come on in a bathroom in a stall. I'll never forget it. Anyway. All right. Moving on. I think we've uh, digressed just a (laughs) tad, which is totally fine and normal for us. All right. This is from Cassie. I heard that freezing bread before eating it reduces the glycemic index. Is that true? As a diabetic, is that something I should do? And I do have an answer for this. Obviously, Nicole, you are the diabetes guru. So chime in uh, if, if you have anything else to say. But I believe this question is in reference to something called resistance, resistant starch. It can be found in certain foods such as really underripe bananas, or it can be created by cooking and cooling starches such as potatoes and pasta. So resistant starch goes undigested in the intestines, and essentially it resists digestion, and then it gets fermented in the large intestine. So in, in a way, it's a perfect combination of insoluble and soluble fiber. So it has sort of um, those, the benefits of both those types of fibers. I've never heard of freezing bread to create more resistant starch. And I did do a little bit of research and I didn't seem to see much support for this. I also feel like even if it were true that freezing your bread, you know, creates more resistant starch, the benefit wouldn't be worth it. Freezing bread is fine if you have too much of it. I mean, that's what you have to do before it gets moldy, right? You put it in the freezer if you've got a surplus. But it will change the taste and it's not going to improve the glucose sensitivity or your glucose sensitivity to the extent that you're looking, in my opinion. Uh, So I would suggest just looking for a whole grain bread in the first place, one with more fiber that will, I believe, have the same benefit, uh, you know, similar benefits as putting your bread in the freezer and then eating it after that, after you've thawed it. What do you think, Nicole? Anything to add to that? Yeah, I I mean, I wouldn't put a whole lot of, um, you know, clout into this or, you know, (laughs) plan your, um, you know, carbs around it. But yeah, exactly what you said. You know, I have nothing to add. Okay. I would be interested to see it on a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor. Um, But again, I I don't know. To me, fresh bread is not worth freezing unless you need to. Yeah. Unless you have to. Yeah. I mean, you're really, I mean, if you really want to change the taste that much and you think that's worth maybe improving your blood glucose a glucose a tad. But I, again, I don't see any research to support that. And I'm all about tasty food and I much prefer fresh bread 
uh, to frozen. Although I do oftentimes frozen my bre- freeze my bread because we have a surplus of it. I don't know how we always end up with like four loaves of bread in this house, but <laughs> but we do. <laughs> All right. This is from Mark. Is this your Mark? It is my Mark. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. A question that was thumbed to both of us. Why take vitamin C supplements two to three days before PRKI surgery, which is essentially LASIK surgery? I don't know what PRK stands for, but it is LASIK surgery. I can't. Well, uh, kind yeah. of. So it's, oh. it, it uses a laser, but it you don't cut the cornea like in LASIK. So it, in peel back, that's ugh, it just like gives me the heebie-jeebies saying that. Okay. But you don't like cut and peel back the cornea. PRK surgery, the laser goes through the cornea. So for that reason, there is a higher, there's just a longer, more painful recovery. So LASIK is not typically painful. PRK, painful. Had it done oh, okay. three times, two times, three times. You um, had it done three times? Well, I had it done before having kids. And then it got my vision. Nobody tells you, um, I don't know if that's for a reason, that when you get pregnant, your hormones will whack out your vision. Mm-hmm. And then also, so they tell you, I think it's six months even after you're done breastfeeding, that's when your eyesight will return to like your new normal. But the hormones related to pregnancy and breastfeeding will alter your vision. And it could be for the better. It could be for the worse uh, during during that time. Uh, so they tell you that if you're going to have LASIK, PRK, any type of vision correction that you should wait until at least six months after you have a child. Now, obviously, that was not the case for Mark. So he had LASIK. Oh, my gosh. We had just started dating. So it was probably I was 18. So like 19 years ago, he had LASIK. Well, Mark's 41 now. So his vision is changing. Almost 42. And when he went back in for he he wanted a touch up and they said, well, unfortunately, um, you have you probably need to do one for close up, one for distance. And um, it, I don't know I, I that whole th- I, I you hear like older adults, should we say? I, I mean, we're like nearly in that age bracket. That sounds so wrong. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the 40 plus um, age group is is this age group that tends to ha- start to think about things like a nearsighted eye and a farsighted eye and tweaking your vision so that you have an accommodation for for both. <laughs> I don't know how that works. It just sounds so weird to me. Uh, but anyway, PRK is what was recommended because his corneas have thinned uh, over the past 19 years. And so he had PRK done somewhat recently. And all I was able to find, um, which is from a credible source, is just that the vitamin C aids in healing after PRK. So because you're going through the cornea, it is an extensive recovery, um, like a couple weeks. And you're in pain for a couple days for sure. Which makes sense. I mean, I remember learning this in undergrad, how vitamin C plays a crucial role in collagen production, healing wounds, just yep. like zinc. Yep. Um, so that, that makes total sense. It's funny. I asked and my friend. And it is the collagen specifically, by the way. You nailed it. It's because the, okay. there's collagen in the cornea. Oh, my gosh. Now people are going to go out and buy vitamin C supplements. I got to improve my collagen. <laughs> well, no, if it doesn't you work that overdo way. it, you're just going to have expensive urine. So Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, and, and they've proven that high doses of vitamin C doesn't even help with your immunity as either. I mean, it, it might actually reduce the uh, time that you have a cold for by about a half a day. So what about is zinc? Is that worth it? Possibly. Zinc has a little bit more research behind it, but they usually say you have to get that in right away, like right at, at the first sign of getting sick, not just taking it all the time. I know so many people who just pop zinc all the time. No, 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 no. 
that's something that you want to take like right as you feel like you're getting sick. And it's usually best when it's sublingual. I haven't really researched this in a really long time. So research might have has may possibly changed since the last time I looked this up. This was back at, at when I worked at Giant Eagle and I had to know this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just remember not t- necessarily taking it every single day, taking it the first sign of a cold. And usually it's best uh, when it's sublingual. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but there is some good research behind the use of zinc. An additional Q&A from ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this one is a, another one for you, Nicole. This is from Paula. It says, I love how much you love where you live. How, do you, how did you choose St. Joseph, Michigan? <laughs> uh, I love this question and I do love where I live. And I'm so glad that it's so obvious. <laughs> I have to, I think last night <laughs> I left work and I was like, okay, the what, weekend looks terrible. I'm going to go home, work out really quick, and then I'm headed to the pool. And we get to the pool. And it's just funny because everyone there is like our friends. <laughs> it just like we, it, it feels almost like you're going to a party with all of your friends everywhere you go around here. And having grown up in a Chicago suburb, and I mean, I graduated in a class of a thousand. You graduated in a really big class too, right, Gina? Or no, you went to high school. Yeah, you went to a girl's school. You had a small. I'm sixty six. (laughs) Okay, but you live in Columbus. You've always lived in a big city. I guess for somebody who grew up in a big city, I never saw this coming for myself. (laughs) But the reason we ended up here is because of Mark's work. Uh, He works for Whirlpool, and Whirlpool's global headquarters are located in Benton Harbor, Michigan, which is our twin city here. So we he started here in St. Joe when we. Uh, right after college, we were still dating at the time. Then he moved to Italy and then Tulsa. And then we moved to Columbus, which is where I met Gina. And then we've been back in St. Joe for 10 years. And uh, so there's really no fun reason as to why we're here. And honestly, it took a long time for this to feel like it's been home. Uh, But I really think that between um, the kids getting to know their, our kids' friends' parents, and then also hockey, we're just extremely connected in this little community. And so for reference, we're about halfway between Chicago and Grand Rapids. Both are about 90 minutes. And then we're about 40 minutes from South Bend in one direction and Kalamazoo in the other direction. So we're close enough to everything, but not close, close. Uh, But I personally just love that small town feel. I know, however, that it's not for everybody. I just personally love the feeling of knowing the ins and outs of the community and the people because I didn't have that growing up. And I truly feel like we're raising our kids in a place where we have eyes and ears everywhere at all the right times and places. And it just is helping us navigate this whole like parenting journey, I would say. So I I have my family who I love, of course, and then I have my chosen family here, um, again, which is mostly couples um, that are friends of our kids. And yeah, I don't know. So, but what do we love? I, I mean, we love our school system. I love living close to the water. I cannot even imagine not living close to a big body of water and having both beach and boating options um, at least four to four to five months out of the year. And then, of course, you know, I play hockey. So, hockey is a huge thing here, and our hockey community is like beyond fun. It's funny because a lot of the higher level level players want to come and play on Sundays because we just have so much fun. But we don't have everything. I will say we have crappy grocery options, very few ethnic restaurants, and th- we don't even have a Target. Our retail wow. is literally like we have Meyer and we have a TJ Maxx and we have Kohl's and Walmart. Eh, you can live without all that other stuff. Yeah, You've got Amazon. You admit we and we do have a couple of really great restaurants, but 
we have a couple. It's not like I feel like yeah. in Columbus, you're like, oh, we haven't tried this. We haven't. You have restaurants oh you haven't even heard of, right? Uh oh, are you kidding? There are. You could probably live here. Well, I have lived here my entire life and eat here and eat every day at a new restaurant and still not get them all. Yes. That's crazy. Like it really totally is. opposite here. You go into a restaurant and you're like, you know, the hostess, you know, the cook, you know, the <laughs> owner, like it's just so different. If you live here long enough, you will know everybody. And I guess I really like that. It just feels like everywhere I go is home. Mark hates it because he feels like he has working for a large organization. He feels like he can't just run to the grocery store in his swim trunks, right? Like he has to like look presentable and. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Huh. I probably, I, I think I like it here probably more than him. Sounds like it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not, but it's a fun question. Thank you. All right. Awesome. I, I mean, I've only been there a couple of times, but what I saw, I did love. So yeah, I, I would agree. for crappy weather. That is true. We didn't get to see the best of the best. Very true. <laughs> it's all right. We've got plenty of more time to come back. All right. This is from Trina. In terms of probiotic supplements, what is the spore-based stuff all about? Should I be looking for that in my probiotic supplement? All right. I'm going to be completely honest. I had never heard of this. So I did reach out to a few friends who work in this area. Spore-based probiotics or SBOs soil-based organisms are the names given to these tiny organisms found naturally occurring in the soil. Uh, so basically the SBOs or soil-based organisms, spore-based probiotics can survive in really harsh conditions and have a natural resistance to our stomach acid. Uh, so perhaps that makes spore-based probiotics a perfect choice when dealing with our digestive tract. Uh, because obviously when you're consuming them, if it is resistant to the harsh environment of our, of our, you know, GI system, that's a benefit. I will say though, what people said and what I found online, of course, just like any probiotics, there's more research that is needed. It is still so, it, probiotic research in general is in its infancy, even though it's been happening for years, but still there's so many things we do not know. And you know, to say that spore-based probiotics are superior, it's a little bit too early to say that. Um, also, the non-spore-based probiotic products that are out there are specially designed to survive the harshness of our digestive tract. So when you're going out to get a probiotic, almost always, if it's a reputable product, they've been designed and encapsulated in a way that it's going to thrive in your and in, in, in not get, you know, degraded and broken down in your GI system. And it's going to, you know, um, blossom or whatever it is, be, it's going to make it to the part of your GI tract where it's supposed to be, um, you know, your lower intestine, your, um, your small intestine, whatever it is, whatever the reason is they're taking the probiotic, right? That's what they're designed to do. And these companies are really good at designing appropriate probiotics to survive that. So to say you should take your spore-based uh, a spore-based probiotic because it is going to um, be resistant to the harsh environment in your GI tract is sure that might be true, but just keep in mind that the vast majority of ones that you're finding out there are doing just the same. Research has, there's a tiny bit of research that says it might be better for someone with something like leaky gut syndrome. But again, it's so much in its infancy that it's really not something that I would necessarily go out and tell people, oh, you have leaky gut, you should try a spore-based probiotic. It's just not quite there yet. So yeah, that's anything else to add to that, Nicole? Do you take a probiotic? I don't. You don't. Have you ever in the I past? I don't. I, I have taken them in the past. Like I will take them 
a couple of times. Like if I'm going on a really long trip, uh, especially somewhere in another country, perhaps I would probably take, I would probably take them so to prevent quote unquote traveler's diarrhea. Okay. That's one thing. And to keep me regular, because a lot of times when you're traveling, you sort of, you're not eating the same, you're not drinking the same things just kind of get a little bit, you know, congested down there. Mm-hmm. And then I would also say, I always take them. I haven't done that. I haven't been on a, uh, an antibiotic in a really long time, but if I'm on an antibiotic, I will always take a probiotic. And I would also give them to my kids. So Cameron was on a lot of antibiotics when he had back-to-back ear infections. So I was always buying Culturel for kids for him. And I believe, and don't quote me on this, but you want to take the probiotic two to three hours after the antibiotic so you're not negating the benefit of the antibiotic, right? So just ask your doctor about that. But those are the two times that I would always take one. Also, I know I'm getting probiotics in the kombucha that I drink, and I also am eating yogurt. And I'm very regular. I don't have any symptoms that would warrant a probiotic. Are they harmful? No. Uh, do I sometimes think that people are wasting their money on them? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you take one? I don't. I don't. No. Um, my friends ask about these all the time, though, and sometimes pre versus uh, pro. And yeah, now they have the combination ones. And mm-hmm. yeah, now all these spore ones. I don't know. There's just a lot. Well, the combination ones are better. So when you have a pre and a probiotic together, think of it, the prebiotic is the food for the probiotic. So when you when you have that kind of product, I think it is going to be more beneficial. Uh, so yeah. that Well, so for example, like somebody who's following like a low carb or keto type lifestyle, to me, a prebiotic is probably more important for them or they're at least going to need a prebiotic if they're taking a probiotic. Does that make sense? Because you because you think that the prebiotics are found in more grains and and carbohydrate foods, right? Yeah, so they're basically not getting them if they're on a keto or low carb diet. True, true. And plus, I also think I think of people on keto. I feel like they're just constantly constipated. I don't know. You're just yeah. eating protein, protein, fat, fat. I I just think of constipation, constipation. So I'd also suggest a, a fiber supplement. <laughs> But yeah, and I don't know. I've never actually, you know, dove into exactly how many prebiotics someone would get if they're on a low-carb diet, but what you're saying does make sense. They're probably not getting enough, yeah. But, you know, prebiotics are also found in things like artichoke hearts, but how many people are eating artichoke hearts? I love artichokes, but they're not, you know, abundant. Yeah. Interesting. Good question. Okay. How are we doing with our New Year's wellness goals? Nicole, we'll go ahead and start with you. Go ahead and, and let them all out. Okay. Um, okay. My goals, I'll just go one at a time. <laughs> the big one uh, that was a fail was to spend two hours a week, probably mornings was my goal, working at, because I said morning workouts are not my thing. Um, I want them to be, but um, working on my blog or the podcast outside of the usual evening time I spend on content. That's just been a big time fail. We have been staying up later, sleeping in a bit later, and mornings are just not a productive time. I'm still interested in this, though. Um, blogging has become increasingly challenging. And you know what? I, pod, podcasting, too. I'm just not making the time. And so it it becomes a bit of a chore. So I would I would like to get back to that. I think for me, this past six months has been one of extreme busyness at work. And honestly, if I'm on the computer at home, it seems like lately I'm logged into my into my work laptop. And so I, I, I do need to, I would like to find some better balances there with work because I'm, I'm working more than I would like. 
Um, so I would like to continue on that goal in the second half of 2022. Um, the second was was to be more creative and vulnerable on social media with like reels and stuff. And I've made a few reels that have been fun. And I think uh, like, I don't know, the big thing I've started doing, like I said, was posting the book reviews um, and just kind of what I liked about the book and a star rating. And I love the Instagram accounts that do that. So I've kind of gone a bit more of that direction. I did make one reel in the past six months, but those take me forever to do. I don't know how some of these influencers do content like three times a day, like Christine, uh, Colleen Christensen was talking about like content, not that she does it either, but three times a day. That's but can you even imagine? I mean, I can't imagine it. Reels get easier once you do them. For I mean, I, the first time I did a reel, I told Nick, I'm like, this is this is literally taking me six hours. The second one, maybe three hours. And now I can make a reel, I feel like, in 10 minutes. I'm not saying that they're always good. Oh, wow. Did you see my reel about pickles? No. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm not even kidding. I made this reel about how to reuse pickle juice. I've got 30,000 views on that thing. What? That took me five minutes to make, to do. Yeah. You have 30,000 views on a pickle reel? Yeah. Watch it. You got to watch it. It's pretty impressive. It's the easiest concept, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. which for me is great. I'm sure there are others. I mean, 30 million is probably more what, you know, others get, but I was really proud of the 30,000 no views. Yeah. You yeah. should be. That is Did so Did you see the funny. reel I made for our Instagram or for our podcast? No, I barely, I'm not on social media very much. No, I didn't. You didn't see the reel I posted on Dietitian's Dish podcast on Instagram? Oh, wait, with the kids, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 I did. Okay. Okay. And how that was that? fun. Oh, that has 4,600 views. Wow. Yeah. Reels are fun. I, I really, it took me a while to embrace them, but they I are, know, fun. I, I'm, they I are enjoy fun. watching them. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay. Well, maybe, th- maybe that should be our mutual goal is to get more going for the podcast too. Sounds good. Okay. But, uh, my other, another goal was to get my mile splits down to about nine thirty a mile for about a three mile run and to include a 30-minute strength class or some type of a bike tre- or tread, which is the Peloton treadmill, just a treadmill boot camp. So for reference, you do like some intervals on either the bike or the treadmill, and then you hop off and you're doing mostly like hit type workouts, like body weight hit. Um, I've definitely been working on my, on my miles for the 5K kind of duration. I'm getting faster, but I'm not consistently. And I don't know about you, Gina, because um, I'm I'm blocked on your um, Apple Watch for some reason. You've blocked me again for some. I have. I, yeah, I know. know you always. Do. It's been like six months. It's fine. I'm um, sorry. It's fine. I, I know. Like when you, it's on your watch, I, sometimes I'm in the shower and it's like it, it. It's like you're playing hockey. I'm like, no, I'm not playing hockey. Stop, stop, stop. Um, <laughs> but I don't know how your paces have been, but mine. I'm trying to work on those, but it seems like I'll have a really great run day, and then the next day it's like. I'm dying to run a like a 1015 pace. I, I don't know. It's for me, running is just so hot or cold. It, it's a challenge. I am doing a three day a week arm challenge with Peloton. So it's 10 minute arms and shoulder workouts with light weights. But man, it just works. Light, heavy weights does not always mean a harder workout. That's for right. sure. Um, and I am on week seven. I am on track with that. And I think for me, doing 10 minutes at a time uh, has been more helpful. Um, and I've been pretty good about doing boot camps and whatnot too. So I'm doing a 5k next month with friends. Um, and we all run like a tennis mile pace. So that'll be fun. So I'm still working on that pace. 
I am getting close at times, but it's not consistent. And then the last goal, and this was one that you had too, I think was two dates a month, um, which were kind of doing okay with kind of not, I don't know. It just depends on the month. Are we, this month we have a lot of visitors. Oh, and then the last one, which I also failed on was to re- return to bullet journaling so that I can monitor the progress of each of my goals. I haven't done it. Hey, you know what? I think about 50%, maybe even 60%. They're not bad. I feel like the important ones I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't create these so we for sure meet every single goal. It's just really just a guideline and to kind of help us ease into the year, right? That's how I look at it. Exactly. I write it. Do you write them down anywhere? Yeah. And our show notes. That's it. <laughs> nice. So no. <laughs> you got to have somewhere where they were, where you're constantly reminded, right? Yeah. I mean, of course I put them on the front of my planner, but I'm going to tell you, I never look at it. It's become wallpaper at this point. So you and your paper planner, man, you are funny. It's an obsession. All right. Well, I, my, my goal was my first one was about books. I said, I want to read 15 books this year. I met, I think 17 or 18. Slay. But again, a lot of those are listening, which some people say don't count, but I don't really care. I've just haven't had time to actually sit down and read books. Um, but I've been doing a lot of listening uh, on the Libby app, which I'm obsessed with. What's your favorite book so far this year? Oh, gosh. Um, my favorite. You can say pass. I can't even. I'm going to have to pass on that. I'm going to have to look. I'm listening to the one Nine Perfect Strangers that apparently they made into a Netflix documentary by Lee. Leanne Moriarty, yeah. Yes. I didn't like it at first, but I'm really getting into it now, but I can't even. Yeah. Um, oh, I also listened to, uh, oh, whatever. No, I'll pass. We'll, we'll talk more. I'm like, I'm going to go off on tangents because I was like, I keep thinking of little books that I've read and I, I've, I've read some good ones, but nothing yeah. clearly that sticks out too much. Okay. <laughs> All right. Church one time, time a month. I was doing really well with this at first, but I've, I just don't have time. You know, now that I've got my, virtual intuitive eating coaching uh, business mornings on Sundays. I'm generally doing that. And so it's just hard. I hate to, I hate to use that as an excuse, but I am, I will say I am getting my spiritual wellness though, by reading my meditation book, the practicing mindfulness and also doing more yoga. So I think that counts for something. Uh, My next goal was date night twice a month. I will just say, no, we haven't done that. (laughs) Uh, But my other goal was seeing a marriage counselor once a month, which who's Terry Manrique, who was also our parenting coach. She's amazing. And we have been staying on track with that, seeing her once a month. In fact, we just saw her last night and we, we, let's just say it was supposed to be an hour consultation, but it took two hours, <laughs> but all good. All good. It was just, we thoroughly enjoy her and she's just so, so helpful. Okay. Summer sport. I, my plan was to play pickleball. That has not happened, but, which is so sad. Like I had this grandiose plan to play pickleball once a week and even sign up for pickleball through our local community rec. Didn't happen. I'm sad about it, but we're training for the half marathon, both Nick and I. And I think that's my sport of choice for the summer. I've been, I'm up to seven miles now, which for me is huge. And my, what do you call them? Uh, Mile splits. (laughs) Is I'm at about 10, 15. Nice. And yeah, so, and I'm not, I'm totally fine with that. That is, that's good for me. Uh, my other goal was to have a damp year. My goal at first was to just quit drinking, which Wait, I, will I have tell one you more I, question. On oh, the sure. Are you doing that before work in the morning? I am. Wow. I know. Are you getting up earlier? 
Yeah. So I'll usually wake up around 5.15 and then start running around 5.30, 5.45. And then it takes me about an hour. So I finish around 6.45. Wow. Now, once I get past the, I shouldn't say that. I, it doesn't take me an hour to run seven miles. It takes me about um, an hour to run six miles. So once I, now that I'm into that seven mile zone, I'm doing it on the weekends, the seven miles more on the weekends and probably the rest of my training, the long runs will be on the weekends. Cause I just don't have time mm-hmm. uh, in the morning. Yeah. I'm not waking up at, you know, 4am first of all, no. And second of all, it's just dark and scary. <laughs> I listened to too much Dateline. We'll just say that. Okay. Damp year. My original goal was to just quit drinking. I realized that I'm just not ready for that. And I don't know that I'll ever be ready for that. I'm someone who can control my drinking intake for now, at least we'll see. But I have, I have having a damp year. I read two books about drinking that have quite honestly changed my whole thought on alcohol in really, really important and um, ways. And I can't even describe what that means, but I'll never look at alcohol the same. Therefore, this has been very easy for me. I just don't drink as much, period. I probably drink a, a beer maybe once a week, if that. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely slaying that goal. Uh, volunteer regularly. We're doing Meals on Wheels twice a season. So every winter, fall, spring, summer, we do Meals on Wheels a route twice. In fact, we're doing one tomorrow and we're just really, really enjoying that. I'm lucky that Nick works downtown, so he's able to navigate where to go. And so he's our navigator. And then me and the kids, we kind of run up and deliver the meals and just have so much fun doing it, honestly. Uh, and then lastly, with my intuitive eat, virtual intuitive eating coaching program, my goal for the year was to get four people through the 10 principles of intuitive eating. I will say I am on track with that. Currently, I'm working with three people. One person is almost finished. Um, but I think I'll at least have three people through the intuitive eating principles. Uh, by the end of this year. And I'm just thrilled to be able to say that. I am looking for a new client if anyone is interested because I would like to have three, since I just said the the third person I'm working with is about to to be finished. I'd like to have three at a time. I'm always looking for new clients. Reach out to me at TrustYourBodyRD or just visit my website, www.nutritionunmeasured.com. And yeah, love to work with you. TrustYourBodyRD at Gmail. Yes. I'm sorry. Did I not say that? No. But going to my website is makes the most sense. Uh, nutritionunmeasured.com just because that's where the application is uh, where you can just apply to work with me. And then that's obviously that doesn't mean that you're um, you're signed up. It's we will have a discovery call after I get your application and then we can decide which direction to take. All right. Mom wins our favorite new products or recipes. Nicole. Uh, peanut chicken spring roll bowls. Uh, this is. Oh. I'm kind of obsessed with spring rolls after Mark and I did a cooking class, but it's everything you love about a spring roll minus that um, very difficult to roll wrapper. So it's the vermicelli noodles with, I just stopped on my way home from work, got a rotisserie chicken. It had like finger licking good peanut sauce, mango, uh, cut red bell pepper, peanuts, just uh, like a slaw. Oh my gosh. The kids loved it because I set it up like a little buffet that they could or like a bar, like a spring roll bar that they could add things. So Piper hates mango. She did not put mango. Shay added extra. Piper liked the sauce. Shay just wanted a little bit. So it was great that everybody kind of got to do their own thing. And man, it went over really, really well. Kind of a lot of chopping, but it was worth it. Really good dinner. Sounds very good. How long did it take you to make to prepare all that? Uh I mean, like probably 45 minutes. 
Okay. That's not horrible. No. And it made really good leftovers too. Okay. And you could do a ton of it ahead of time too, as in terms of, I did like um, flower uh, shaving, uh, what do they call it? Roses out of carrot shavings. Like you don't have to get that fancy. Oh my gosh. You did roses out of carrot. You did that? Yeah. For the for blog. blog. For the blog. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But the kids really like it too. They like when I take a, like a full, like a normal carrot, not a baby carrot, and like just shave it into like, you just use a vegetable peeler to make little like threads of it. No. <laughs> that just, is where you lost me, Nicole. No. <laughs> <laughs> or you buy the bag of slaw. All right. So no, no roses for you. Got it, Gina. All right. What's your mom win? <laughs> My my mom win is quite the opposite. It is the frozen impossible nuggets. They're plant-based. And I just really love the, and I love Morningstar plant-based chicken nuggets. And I, I thought I'll try the impossible ones and I'll give them to my kids. I will, I'll be honest. I don't tell them that they are plant-based and not because I'm trying to quote unquote trick them. I'm just, I, I don't feel like there's any need for me to tell them. Um, and they just really, really liked them. I to them, they were it was just a new chicken nugget, and that's really what it was. So I didn't feel again the need to to tell them that it was vegan. Do they even know what that even means? Probably not. They loved them. I love them. They're gonna definitely be um, in our freezer for just those quick meal nights um, regularly. Also, I, I made this really good smoothie, and it called for well, I made this up. I, we added Paige and I did this. We we like to make new smoothies, cherries a little bit of chocolate shavings or just dark chocolate chips and milk. This sounds so random. You could even add a banana in there too, uh, or even some yogurt to make it a little bit thicker. She just wanted cherries, chocolate, and milk. We had a lot of cherries. It was probably about three-fourths of a cup and then maybe an ounce of chocolate and then milk to kind of cover it. You can even add some ice in there too, some um, uh, ice cubes or the, um, not shredded ice. What is it? The When it comes out in small little pieces. Like shaved or... Crushed, crushed, crushed ice. Thank you. Delicious. So good. Uh, you can even add some protein powder in there if you wanted, but we just loved it. It was almost like a dessert, truthfully. So yeah, those are my, my two mom wins. I'm going to try that peanut chicken spring roll uh, recipe. That sounds so good. I'm not going to make the, the rose shaved uh, carrots, obviously, but otherwise it sounds like a, a win. I think my kids would like that as well. All right. Coming up on June, July 31st, we will be dishing about digital wellness as another part of our self-care series. Until then, keep in touch with us on social media at Dietitians Dish Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And check out all of our episodes and show notes on our website, dietitiansdishpodcast.com. Also, please tell your friends about us. They can find us on numerous outlets such as Overcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. And if you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review. We promise it only takes a few seconds. All right, everyone, until next time, be well. And Nicole, talk to you soon. Take care, Gina. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening for the podcast. Bye-bye.